This is Startup Renegades, a raw conversation with founders, entrepreneurs, and the unicorns among us who have taken their idea and turned it into a thriving, profitable brand. I'm your host, Shauna Armitage, and my work as a fractional marketing director has led me to connect with dozens and dozens of founders in all stages of their startup journeys. Whether they're bootstrapping or fundraising or have capital on hand, there's one big question founders always ask, how do I grow this thing? On Startup Renegades, we'll explore how they did it, and you'll walk away with actionable steps you can take on your own journey to scalable growth. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Startup Renegades. Today, I get the opportunity to talk to Gina Bianchini, who is the founder and CEO of Mighty Networks. Now, if you haven't heard of Mighty Networks, you definitely want to. This is the place where creators and brands start and grow businesses powered by community. Mighty Networks is trusted by creators from Yoga with Adrian, Wall Street Trapper, Project 863, to brands like TED, MindBody, and even Fortune. Before Mighty Networks, Gina was the first entrepreneur in residence at Anderson Horowitz. Prior to that, she's the CEO and co-founder of Ning, a pioneering global platform for creating niche social networks, which she started with Mark Anderson in 2004. Under her leadership, Ning grew to about 100 million active users across 300,000 social networks led by brands and creators across subcultures, professional networks, entertainment, politics, and education. The company was sold for 150 million in 2011. Gina is just a powerhouse. There's no other way to describe her. And she is so generous and honest in her advice. There's one thing I know for sure, though, is that she is so passionate about community. And it didn't just drive her to start these amazing businesses, but drives her in how she grows it and how she thinks about growth strategy in general. She has so much amazing advice for you today. So let's dive on in and listen to Gina's story. Hey, Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so excited you're here. I'm a big fan of Mighty Networks. I've used several Mighty Networks. Thank you for that. Yeah, well, it's great. And I remember hearing about it on a podcast a few years back, kind of as an alternate to Facebook groups. But your history with social networks started long before that. So you originally worked at Goldman Sachs. What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, the reason I decided to take a job in business, coming out of college, that was all I kind of knew what it was, was Mm -hmm. business, was because I wanted to have the power to affect change. Yeah. I had basically always studied people systems and systems of change and how you go from one thing being culturally relevant to a totally different kind of culture. I think the most obvious examples of this is smoking. You know, like mm-hmm. 50 years ago, smoking was cool. Yeah. Today, smoking is not cool. And how do those things happen? And what I realized was that business had more of an opportunity for impact 
than other things that I could do or wanted to do or was curious about. So Goldman Sachs at the time when I was at Stanford was kind of the place to work if you were going into business and they were hiring liberal arts majors like, you know, I was. And so I went there with the openness and desire and ambition to just learn how does business work and right. you know the ability to raise capital for folks work on IPOs work on mergers and acquisitions was all stuff that I didn't actually know I was going to be doing mm-hmm. let's not tell them that but I didn't know <laughs> but what I did I followed the people that I wanted to know more about. And I mm-hmm. wanted to see how they did what they did. And that has always been something for me that has led me into new and interesting opportunities. I think that's so insightful for someone so young. When I went to college, I didn't even know entrepreneurship was a thing. I almost didn't know it until it kind of uh, landed in my lap. So you had this amazing opportunity and you're learning from all of these people around you. When did you come up with the idea for your first business and stepped out on your own? Oh, I was an entrepreneur with other people Mm -hmm. in my first two companies. And so when I think about the answer to that, I'm sure if I was sort of looking outside in, I would say, oh, well, you know, I did my first startup out of business school and it was after really being able to look at, so I went from Goldman Sachs and then I was recruited to a company that I'd worked on their IPO or worked on taking them public mm-hmm. so that they could have, you know, public stock. And so I went to that company and I ran acquisitions and equity investments and new business unit development and investor relations. I did all this stuff at a young age, which was phenomenal for me. Hopefully it was okay for the company. <laughs> as well. I went to business school. And then in my second year of business school, my CEO from that company had moved over to a venture capital firm called Sequoia Capital. And Mm -hmm. he called me up and was like, Gina, let's go start a company. Just like that. (laughs) You know, and it was all around advertising, tracking, measurement, and optimization. How do you make your marketing budget work? Yeah. And fortunately for me, I didn't say no. I said yes. So I don't think about that as particularly risky because it Mm -hmm. wasn't, but also that was because I was in those environments and in those communities where you could work on a company and if it worked, great, but if it didn't work, you could move on to your next opportunity. I became an entrepreneur with Mighty Software, what today Mm -hmm. is Mighty Networks. And we had sold my last company and I was just, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I want to serve creators. I want to serve entrepreneurs. I want to serve small business owners. I want to serve people that might be anywhere in the world right? and want to build something that not just makes money. Like I always think about it. The best businesses, the best life choices are those where we start with meaning. We start with impact mm-hmm. and then we move. The money piece is there to allow us to have a bigger and bigger and bigger impact or work on the things that we want to work on, or meet the people that we want to meet, or have the kind of life that we want to live, not for necessarily material things. Those are certainly nice. But I think that the absolute best careers and therefore the absolute best uses of our time are those where we make 
enough money to have the meaning and impact we were put on this earth to do. And what is great about our business at Mighty Networks, where we are a software platform as well as a strategy partner and community ourselves, really thinking about a 360-degree view of how do we support creators, entrepreneurs, brands who want to build a business that they can be proud of or that they want to build a community that needs to exist in the world or both. Like the most magical communities that need to exist in the world are also those where they are able to generate enough revenue for each and every one of us to be able to invest our time, effort, and energy into the things that are most important to us. Yeah, that's so important. And I love that. But the big question that comes to mind for me is, you know, there's a lot of different ways to serve entrepreneurs and creators. Why was this the thing? Was there something happening in the space at the time? Why was this the solution that they needed? I am so glad you asked that question. And the reason I'm so glad you asked that question is because I ask myself that question every day. I literally (laughs) am sitting here with this note that I was just writing up to myself. And here's the answer to that. I'm born and raised in Silicon Valley. Yeah. I think we can all agree that Silicon Valley has created some of the most valuable companies on the planet. For sure. We spend more and more and more of our time in. And underlying the value of the technology that has been created in Silicon Valley is the opportunity for people to connect with other people Mm -hmm. such that the network that you are building gets more valuable to every member with each new person who joins and contributes. It's called a network effect in our sort of, you know, day-to-day parlance. It's a community which is why we use that term. But fundamentally, and by the way, I have very strong opinions about what is and is not a community if we want to go into that. Okay. But the reason I am so passionate about what we are doing with Mighty Networks is because I want to take the thing that has been kind of held tight Mm -hmm. by engineers and Silicon Valley software applications, and I want to democratize it. Mm -hmm. Meaning I want anyone on the planet, anywhere in the world to be able to take advantage of what has created some of the most successful revenue generators, culture builders, ways that we spend our time. And with Mighty Networks, that is what we are building. So for example, you could spend, and this is what I was thinking about earlier today, for somebody who has a newsletter, Mm -hmm. somebody who has a newsletter, it's a lot of work. Right. You are trying to write every week, plus your your one person marketing team. And so that is a tremendous amount of work. And what happens if you stop writing? Your business goes away. Yeah. <laughs> In the same way that if you stop podcasting, your business goes away. Mm-hmm. So in content businesses where you are building an audience, not only are they very difficult to do, but they go away if you stop doing your content production, right, the content creator. And it's even worse on social media because you're renting the audience on social media. Meaning if you're trying to build your following, that following, there is an algorithm sitting in between you and that following that is controlled by people and math 
well outside of your control. Right. What we are building with Mighty Networks is absolutely 100% in your control Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. between your members in a community that is so much more than a community. Like it's not just chat or it's not just one more group that you join on Facebook, but rather you are able to create a world where your members are connecting with other members. And so what does that mean in practice? What happens if you go away for a week? Your members keep talking to each other. Yeah, absolutely. They keep getting value from each other. You, Why do you what, think what, that- I'm, I'm going to go off here because I'm so yeah. passionate about this. So your members, like if you create a course, it, it is durable. It sticks mm-hmm. around. And you've created a culture where your members are building relationships and building value for each other. The thing that Silicon Valley has figured out is that is a better business than a podcast. Mm-hmm or a newsletter, or going live. Now we have that built into my new hours, <laughs> but as a way to kickstart those relationships happening between members. So that is all a really long-winded way, Shauna, of saying the reason I am so passionate about the building a community mm-hmm. in its simplest language and simplest form is that it exists without your hard work. On average, 77% of Mighty Networks that offer paid subscriptions mm-hmm. have people buy those paid subscriptions, right? membership courses. On average, the hosts of those communities, that's what we call the creators or entrepreneurs on our platform, they are posting just twice a week. Mm-hmm. And then the the community jumps in. Yeah. And they're making at least $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You've thought through this and you're clearly so passionate about it. Facebook groups have been around for a while. Why wasn't that good enough? Why did we have to take it to the next level? I know you talked a bit about the algorithm, right? If you're going to build a community, you want to have ownership over that community and not have to fight the algorithm for attention. Was there something else that made, you know, Facebook groups just not enough? Well, I think there's a a number of things. So certainly the algorithm. Mm -hmm. So as a member of a group, let's Mm -hmm. start there. As a member of a group, there is no really effective way to focus right. in a Facebook group because your Facebook group activity is happening in your main feed that is like surrounded by all the other things that are going mm-hmm. on. So somebody listening to your podcast might be saying to themselves, well, Gina's wrong. I need to be where all the people are. Right. And you know, I need people to see my stuff. That's going to be how I get engagement. Here's the problem with that. What kind of engagement are you getting? First of all, Facebook is inflating their numbers. They count a view as three seconds. So last time I checked, if you want to figure out how to do passive income really effectively, and you've spent $400 on a passive income course, and you join the Facebook group, how are you getting value from that when it's whizzing by you and you actually would to, to really make that effective, you need to sit down and really sort of go through it. You need to have that yeah. focus. So Facebook groups do not allow you to focus. The second thing is they don't actually, as a host or a creator that is using a Facebook group, they don't let you actually talk to your members. You do not have the ability to send a message to all members in a Facebook group. I never thought about that. That's so true. You don't have email addresses. So we built features into a Mighty Network very early on where we sort of think about it as like the host always gets 
to reach out to everybody. You have access right. to all the email addresses, but also we have this idea of it's so simple, notify all. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, hosts get the ability to notify all when you have a new post or when you want to go live or when you have an event. Right. And you don't have to use it for everything that you want to do, but there's just that simple feature, that simple idea speaks to how we think about a creator on a mighty network. It is yours. Yeah. And those members are yours. I've had the privilege of working very closely with smart people at Facebook. If you touch anybody at Facebook, Facebook, whether they say it out loud or they just think it, those Facebook users are theirs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're working really hard to build your Facebook group up and you're like, oh, well, that's because I get people you know, coming in. They send people my way. Well, one, they're also sending people to your competitors, So the fact that on any Facebook group, there's like seven other Facebook groups, like free is not free. And so we regularly at Mighty Networks have people show up tired, emotionally exhausted, Mm. frustrated, confused, because the beautiful idea that they had, we talk about is your big purpose. Yeah. The motivation for your community has just been exhausted out of them by just trying to make a Facebook group work. Yeah. It's sad in a way. Any entrepreneur wants to see the fruits of their labor. And when you put so much into that and you're just not getting it back, it's not what you set out to do either in business or in your mission to build the community. I think Mighty Networks is so powerful. That's one reason I wanted to have you here today. But the other thing was to learn about growing Mighty Networks as a business. So you've had several startups that you've launched several social startups and Mighty Networks is where you are now. You launched it in 2017. What was the kind of the first things that you did to get this business started? Did you do the tech yourself? Was it the community building? What were your first steps? Yeah. So it was, I wish I had done the community building. Okay. First, Mighty Software has just been what I have used as my own laboratory going back Mm -hmm. to the beginning of 2011. Right. Well before Mighty Networks, right? There was Mighty Mighty Bell and then Ning before that. We've done all sorts of interesting, cool stuff. And the foundation of Mighty Networks, and one of the reasons that what makes it so successful in terms of helping people, you know, again, launch paid subscriptions and sell paid subscriptions Mm -hmm. and really create an engaging community outside of the noise and clutter of Facebook groups is because we have been working on it for a while. Right. Like do not trust any community platform that shows up and is six months old because Mm -hmm. there's just a set of things that you can't see when somebody is getting started that are limitations that will lead to bad outcomes. So I would almost say that my experience in terms of starting Mighty is not particularly applicable to a lot of other people. Yeah. But I'll tell you the thing from only because of like where I was sitting and, you know, what I had worked on. It was a different time, right? It was a totally different time. The thing I do think a lot about and I think is relevant in part because I have a front row seat to no joke thousands of people launching new businesses, launching new communities in any given month. And so I will tell you, if I were to start my own thing from here, Mm -hmm. I would start with a community. 
And that's not just because I run a community platform. When I look at one of my favorite examples of this is somebody like Sophia Amorosa. She, you know, did the business Nasty Gal, then did the business Girl Boss, raised money for both of those businesses. And when she started something, I think it was a year ago now, mm-hmm. called Business Class, she took a step back and she said, I want to run something that I can run myself. I don't want to raise money for it. I want to help people and have an impact, especially women like me who have the desire to learn from my experience as an entrepreneur, bootstrapping businesses. And she launched business class, the community, both as a a community and a course, the community is hopping Mm -hmm. and it is on mighty networks on our mighty pro plan, meaning that you get your own apps. So it's super hot. And watching that is just a very simple example, but also knowing what I know today, the businesses of the future will not require you to go build your own software. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But when I think about the kind of business that is the most scalable, the most sustainable, the most mentally healthy, the most energizing, the most flexible, mm-hmm. it is fundamentally about one, picking a niche, finding a big purpose that has a very clear ideal member, very clear about what people are going to do together mm-hmm. and what are the results, what are the rewards, what are the benefits for being a part of that community. And I think that we are seeing a conversion of community and online courses yeah. We're seeing a conversion of community and memberships and people do pay attention to what they pay for. Yeah. I think that last count engagement in paid mighty networks is like six times higher than in free communities. Oh, I believe it. And so when people are afraid to charge, it's like, well, do you want to help people get results and transformation in their lives? It turns out that charging really allows you to do that. And so when I think about all of those things, I think about having an impact. In fact, actually, I have started and will be investing more heavily this year in in our own community, our own niche with community design, which is the framework, the culture, the set of agreements, and most importantly, the community of fellow travelers that are all about how do we create a community so valuable we can charge for it and so well-designed it essentially runs itself. Mm-hmm. And when we just look at what is happening in the world and if we you know, look out over the next three years as things like new incentive models and economic opportunity comes from crypto or other kinds of newfangled ways of coming together and governing you know what people do together yeah. at the core of it is community expertise at the core of it is understanding the dynamics of how to run a community and that's what community design is Yeah, I love that. I definitely want to hear more about that and I'll have to add some stuff to the show notes. I want to ask you for 
when you were building Mighty Network specifically, you said that you wished you had started with community. And that's even hard because if you don't have community around you, like where do you go? If you had to pick something, what was kind of like the number one growth strategy that really helped you get from zero to 100 or 100 mm-hmm. to 1,000 users that was really valuable for that business? Oh, so I'm so glad you asked. These are such great questions. Focus. Okay. It's the mistake I made. It's the number one mistake I see aspiring entrepreneurs, aspiring creators, aspiring business owners make, which is my thing is for everybody. Mm -hmm. Now, it may be true that your thing is for everyone. It doesn't matter because you will never get everyone if you don't start with someone. Mm -hmm. Who was the person that you started with? Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up and it was total serendipity. Yeah. And if I could go back in time, I would be like, why Why did I not focus? It was career-based <laughs> networks. And so okay. specifically, we had multiple brands come to us at Mighty Software because of my experience at my prior startup, Ning, to help them build community for mm-hmm. first small business owners. And then another brand came to us for teachers. And then another brand came to us for small business owners. So we really developed a focus in career entrepreneurial networks. Mm-hmm. And it certainly, from a content perspective, also played to our strengths. And we built the underlying platform that is today Mighty Networks based on those early that early focus on entrepreneurship and and teachers. That's wonderful. And then what's so interesting is when, like, we were really attracted to important interests. And that's not meant to sound like there are other interests that are not important, but rather we were just really focused on, like, the things where there was this convergence of, again, education or courses and content and community, all three Mm -hmm. of those things together. And so in looking at those, then we actually found that health and wellness actually had the same kind of dynamics that career did. And then other important interests, whether that was parenting or, you know, one of my favorites is things like sports and cycling or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you live in an RV and you're traveling the country, how do you meet up with other people in your RV and travel communities? And those are all the things that came out of that. And so- The downside of entrepreneurs is that we're stubborn. And so one of the places I see so much people just being stubborn and digging in their heels, it's like, no, 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 this appeals, this is for everybody. Right. And I think it is the biggest mistake any of us, certainly I have made and any of us make. Thank you so much for sharing. I have so many more questions for you, but I'm going to ask just this one. What does being a startup renegade mean to you? I would say acknowledging the fear that there is no rule book, like you might be doing it wrong or differently. Again, you know, even I'm sitting here offering my own experience, but knowing that when you go back to first principles, Mm -hmm. to me, a renegade basically means I am following my own path and that I am willing to succeed or fail based on what I am seeking to learn from a place of curiosity and not a place of fear. I love it. Gina, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. All right, take care. Bye. That was this week's episode of Startup Renegades. Thank you so much for joining me and soaking up all that brilliant entrepreneurial knowledge from today's guest. If you want to suggest a founder for a future episode or just want to connect, 
You can find me on Instagram at shauna.armitage. That's S-H-A-U-N-A dot A-R-M-I-T-A-G-E. And just a little reminder, if you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. It makes a huge difference and it's so important for helping the show thrive. I'll be here same time next Tuesday for a raw, honest conversation with another startup renegade. 